This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Morning, Bliss Lovers. It is Rebecca Davison here. How are you? Listening to uh, the Find Your Bliss show here on Plains FM. So, just wanting to um, check in and say hello to everybody. I'm actually just going to get myself organised on... Uh, Facebook here because today's show folks uh, if you're tuning in is all about anxiety and this is a huge topic in terms of helping people to really feel comfortable with what it takes to um, you know to shift through anxiety and what anxiety is and you know I'd really like to you know this is a big topic to talk to so I'd really like to just say up front obviously I am not a psychiatrist I do not know all the definitions I of course you know have been doing eight years in a coaching practice so of course I've seen a lot of anxiety but I just want to say you know I can only share from my own experience and I can only offer advice from my own experience so I really wanted to um, you know to just put that out there first because of course there's lots of different reasons why people experience anxiety but I think what's really important is actually to talk about um you know, the origins of anxiety and the energetics of anxiety and to be in that space of unpacking it all. And that's what we're going to do today. I'm going to offer you some clarity on what I've seen in my experience and why that's so important. And I'm just going to go live here if I can figure out what I'm doing on this Facebook live because I think this is something that people are going to want to see, right? (laughs) People are going to want to see... go live now that would be helpful sorry folks I'm trying to do two things at once and that's not very helpful is it for anybody um live just posting this if you guys are interested I always do the first half hour or so or sometimes pretty much the whole show right um live on um Facebook so on the Intuitive Life Academy page not the Intuitive Life Academy group so it helps too if you can spell anxiety correctly doesn't it see I can't even spell it (laughs) okay here we go there we go kicked off awesome so welcome welcome to the show folks today we are talking about anxiety and this is a big topic I know a lot of people identify with anxiety and I know a lot of people um, you know suffer from it so let's talk more about it so in my experience if you strip away the term anxiety because I think that has normalized it quite a lot um, because a lot of people often say these days right I suffer from anxiety or I have anxiety now thinking about language that that is very kind of acceptable socially acceptable way of saying I I have fear Right? And it's not just fear. Anxiety is a whole bunch of things, right? It is obviously fear, but it's also uncertainty. It's not feeling safe. It is having thoughts where you're ruminating. It is creating an energetic um, um, dissonance in your field because of the thoughts that you're thinking. So 
you know, when somebody says to you, I would love you to do a reframe, right? And go and they say to you, I'm suffering from anxiety. What would it take to be the person who actually hears that and goes, I, I have fear, right? I have fear. So, because that's predominantly the predominant emotion that I've identified again in my coaching practice. When people say to me, oh, I'm suffering from anxiety, and it's so funny what people do with words, right? <laughs> because we often, um, and saying anxiety is a socially acceptable way of saying, I feel fearful. Now, this is the beautiful thing, and I'm going to come out of the gate with this straight away. One of the best things you can do to help your anxiety, because I know even if you suffer from anxiety, you'll be the kind of person who wants to know now what one of the solutions is. One of the solutions, and I'll unpack this and explain this, is to develop your intuition. Now, why would you even think that that's relative, right? If you're suffering from anxiety now and you're listening to this, developing your intuition. So if you're looking at a continuum, fear is one on one end of it and love is on the other, right? It's the same line, you know, just different ends of the line. So fear is the opposite of love. Everybody thinks that hates the opposite of love and it's not, right? It's fear, the fearfulness that we experience. So when we're in fear, when we're in anxiety, what we want to do is move towards more love, right? We want to shift out of the fear and move into love. And what is that process? That process is really, in a nutshell, the pathway of developing your intuition. How come? How so? Because developing your intuition means you are tuning into the truth of who you are and that is love and love is the absence of fear right it is beyond fear it is an energetic frequency the truth of who you are so when you are experiencing anxiety please know because I think there's a lot of um, you know and it just kills me to think that people are in circumstances where they're like oh my goodness right I I you know, my anxiety is not curable. It totally is, right? Your body knows how to heal itself. If you work with your mind, you can make huge advances, right? And again, it is the practice. The practice is starting to do things like becoming aware of your thoughts, which we will unpack more later. But just as a general overview, one of the best things you can do is start listening to your intuition because your intuition is the truth. Your intuition is beyond fear. Your intuition helps you to create self-trust, because you know there's this highest frequency of love energy that is always there for you, always present, despite your fears, your anxiety, your thought processes. And if you start tuning into that, that you will start to experience more relaxation. Now, of course, that's what happens often when clients come to see me, right? They are living in their energy of... Um, uh, you know, like I often ask them and say, when was the last time you felt safe? And a lot of people say, oh, I can't remember. You know, I never felt safe. I don't have a memory in my body to refer to of a time and place when I felt safe. Okay, and that's, you know, that is a distressing place to be if you don't even have an awareness. This is the beautiful thing though, right? Nobody can give you power. Nobody can give you a sense of safety. You have to cultivate it within yourself. So the beautiful thing about if you are suffering anxiety is to know I'm in fear and I'm at the other end of the spectrum in terms of knowing the truth of who I am, right? This is not the truth, that's so important to remember when you're experiencing anxiety because what happens right is when and it's kind of like a, a process your thoughts 
which lead to, um, you have a thought process, right? It leads to a chemical reaction. That chemical reaction then creates a feeling in your body, which can be reinforced by physical symptoms, which results in a behavior. So let's kind of unpack this. Maybe it's a, you know, like a social phobia where somebody's gone out and they've gone, they're going, even the thought of going to an event brings up, um, you know, maybe the thought is, oh my goodness, you know, people are going to judge me or people aren't going to like me or people are going to look at me when I walk in the room and they're going to judge me, right? So even the thought of the event can create this feeling of fear, this feeling of uncertainty, this feeling of not being safe. That thought then, of course, creates a feeling. The feeling being, I'm not safe, I'm scared, I'm anxious, etc., which can create a physical reaction. The physical reaction being your heart starting to beat faster, palpitations, shortness of breath, feeling tightness in the chest. It can show up in so many different ways. And then, of course, that can result in a behavior, which is... Um, I'm not going to go or I'm going to snap at this person because they even suggested that I go to this event, right? And again, it can become a horrible downward spiral where people, because of their thought processes, which is creating this chemical reaction, literally a chemical reaction inside your body, and this can all happen so quickly, it's not funny, right? Now, in my world, I would actually call this a trigger, right? Where something's happened where you've been triggered and it's gone into a downward spiral of contracted energy. So what we need to do is start looking, and this is the beautiful path of your intuitive development, is realizing I am not my thoughts. So, and the analogy I've used before on the radio show, right, is the little dog looking out the window, looking at the cars. Like the dog is your mind and your thoughts are like the cars that drive past. Now, the little dog doesn't want to run out into the cars is going to get run over and this is what happens when we identify with our thoughts too much and we have to do the work because you think about it the thought process is the thing that starts off the whole chain of events and that's why we need to go back and even notice if we're having crappy thoughts we need to start asking ourselves questions like is this an attack thought is it even true Right? Like, how can I actually play around with this and, and make it not true? Because it's not. And this is, again, how people end up in circumstances where they feel absolutely paralyzed. And it can eventuate, of course, in things like panic attacks, which is where your body is registering it. And, of course, what happens is then the mind goes into, oh, I'm feeling this in my body and it's really bad. And it kind of end up, ends up perpetuating itself. Love heals and judgment perpetuates, right? And often too, even to ask yourself, am I having a thought which is either attacking me or somebody else? That's a really good question to ask if you suffer from anxiety. Because if you are, that means that you know you can identify it immediately, like I'm wrong, I'm bad, people are judging me. Those are all attack thoughts. And of course, what this happens to you energetically is it means that you shut yourself down and you stop yourself from doing things. You know, a big one for entrepreneurs is fear of being judged in regards to putting themselves out there. 
you know, like they go, they they go, okay, I want to do a Facebook Live and then all the thought processes about being judged, being criticised, being attacked, people not liking what I have to say, that starts coming to the surface. And again, you can see it creates a feeling of not being safe. So therefore, they and they can physically feel it in their body and therefore the behaviour is, I'm going to keep myself safe and I'm not going to do that. And again, that perpetuates itself and then people are like, oh, I'm not doing what I need to do in order to get my message out there, in order to, you know, help other people step out of their own anxiety, for example. Right, and again... <clears throat> I have been incredibly fortunate in the respect that, yes, I've had a lot of fear in my life, but at the same time, I have been determined, right? I have been very determined in regards to creating the emotional resiliency to move beyond it. But again, that's really the process of developing your intuition to go, am I listening to the part of me that is actually true? And what you begin to realize, and I've talked about this before several times, is that your mind your brain, right, your mind, that voice, that chatter chatters, chatty Cathy, as I call her, chatterbox mind, often doesn't have anything decent to say, right? And your mother, mother's advice is good. If you don't have anything decent to say, don't say anything at all. Do it to yourself too, right? Like start learning what it is to master your mind. And I remember I had a moment when I was driving around the bottom of the hill that I live on and I had this moment where I could literally see in my mind, like my thoughts were kind of veering, say, to the right. And I knew that that was going to take me to a place that was going to make me feel awful. But that comes with practice, right? To actually observe it and go, oh, look what I'm allowing myself to think. And then, of course, shifting that back and going, actually, no, I get to choose to think something else. I have the power to choose in this moment. Because often what people will tell you when they're in circumstances that feel bad is that they don't have any choice. And I can appreciate why people feel that because this situation can happen in a nanosecond, right? Before you know it, you feel terrible because you've um, created the neuropathways that are used to sending energy through, I'm bad, I'm wrong, I'm terrible, I'm, um, you know, I'm a nut job, I'm crazy, there's something wrong with me. All this language that we say to ourselves, which just crushes our spirit, you know, knocks our self-esteem into a really bad place. So what we want to do, right, is actually shift that to, you know, actually, I can interrupt this. And this takes practice. And this also too is where your ego likes to step in and goes and says things like, oh, this is hard, right? Or it's difficult to think differently. Or I don't have a choice. Or I can't do it. You have to be persistent. Make the commitment to yourself to go, you know what? If I'm created a neuro pathway or a neuro pattern in my brain that is contributing to anxiety, I can change it to something else. This is where we need to activate our power of choice. Now, I get it too, because there's lots of different types of anxiety, right? We can have um, we can have phobias where we're scared of something. One of the best things, and again, it seems counterintuitive, right? But one of the best things to do is to actually expose yourself to your fear. And again, you know, for example, if you're afraid of spiders, right, to see a picture of a spider and then maybe to see the spider in the jar and then to have the spider in your physicality. So it helps you to kind of shift the pathway in your brain that it's actually no threat to you at all, 
right? Even though, like, you know, the monkey mind might be saying, oh, this is terrible, I'm so scared, right? Because it's instantaneously in the energy of that. So maybe even starting to think about the things that you're afraid of and how can you actually look at them differently? You know, from the spider's point of view, it's not scared of itself, is it? It's just minding its own business, doing its own do. That's why even putting yourself into somebody else's shoes can be really beneficial in terms of helping to see things differently. There's other social anxieties, right? Like social anxiety when you go out and meet people, that's really common. You know, and people often struggle with that. Even being an introvert can, you know, contribute to that feeling of like, I don't feel safe or I'm not really feeling too confident or are people going to judge me? You know, again, it shows up in business when you want to put yourself out there, when you want to do the videos, when you want to do the Facebook lives, etc. You have to really start cultivating some strong mental habits so you don't stop yourself because if you stop yourself, you're not going to be in business, right? And to have the confidence to put yourself out there and do it. So, you know, that uh, social one is really a fear of being judged. And, you know, and again, the irony being is the person who judges you the most is yourself. And you do have control over that. You can be the person that says, okay, I can shift this. I can change this. I can be a bit nicer to myself today. I can be 1% nicer to myself today than I was yesterday. And I can do the same again tomorrow. Okay, so starting to recognize that you have a choice. And I get it, because let's talk about some of the fundamentals, which is really important. When somebody presents to me with anxiety or fear, it's often a trauma response. You know, it's from a circumstance that's happened in the past where they've been traumatized. So what happens often, I think, is the problem that people present and they've got anxiety and we're trying to heal the problem here where it's often we need to go the deepest, darkest place where we first experience some kind of trauma and heal that. And of course, this is where we start tapping into the subconscious because the subconscious remembers everything that you've ever experienced and it attributes meaning to those things. And of course, some of those meanings are distorted. Some of those meanings are not even true. So we need to be the ones to go. And a meaning is huge, right, from people who suffer from anxiety. What am I making this situation mean? Whereas the beautiful thing about, you know, developing your intuition, it becomes neutral. It doesn't have meaning, right? Because somebody's behaved in a particular way, doesn't have any meaning. Often what I see with people who, and again, what happens with the trauma, right? The trauma, in my experience, it kind of messes with people's interface. Now, what do I mean by that? So an interface would be like a laptop screen, right? For me, a person's interface is kind of like the energetic field that they live in. And if they have a smooth interface, right, they're taking good care of their own energy. They're in an energetic um, field that is serving them, that is, um, you know, energizing, that moves out into reality and it feels good, it's strong, it's healthy, it's vital. Whereas if you're in and your interface is kind of if it's smooth, right? So a smooth interaction with other people means that you're not 
picking up their stuff, you're not energetically carrying them. It's smooth, you know, like you know where the boundary is between you and other people. Often what I have seen with trauma is where people, the interface between them and other people, it gets a little jagged, right? And what happens is if they have a jagged interview interface and, you know, maybe you have some wounding yourself and then it just becomes a bit of a car crash, right? Because it's like you can't tell where you stop or start and the other person stops or begins, right? It becomes very, um, it becomes messy, And that can reinforce our trauma. So we need to actually start looking at our own energy field and kind of going, okay, what what is up with me? What's going on? And where have I formed this belief? Where do I believe that, um, you know, if my automatic reaction in a circumstance when I get triggered is to go, okay, I'm wrong, I'm bad, um, I'm the one who's, you know, got the problem, where is that coming from? When was the first time you made that decision? Where was the first time you started to form that belief? That's what's looking to be healed. And I think a lot of the time this gets missed. And this again is why developing your intuition is so powerful because often what your mind tells you is so different from what your intuition shows you. The number of times people have come to me and they're like, oh, this is the problem, right? I'm having problem in this relationship. Nine times out of 10, right? It comes back to something's looking to be healed inside that person from probably a really young age where there was a distortion that took place where they tucked it into their subconscious mind. It becomes part of their field of reality, you know, and it gets triggered when a circumstance happens because they've got this limiting belief in their subconscious that bubbles up to the surface and then it erupts as a trigger and they end up feeling terrible because they're almost like transplanting themselves back in time to the situation that happened in the past. And that is a huge thing from people who are suffering from anxiety. Ask yourself this, how much time am I spending in the past or in the future? You know, we want to learn. And that's again, your intuition teaches you that. Be here now. The present moment is all you have. And what the, the anxious mind will do is it will go back to the past and it will ruminate on things especially if there were things that have happened that you didn't want to have happen, right? That you wanted the situation or the outcome to be different. So even making a note of that, starting to be aware, how much time do I spend in the past or in the future? And often too, like the past can be connected to regret and the future can be connected to fear of the unknown. Like you don't know what's going to happen. Now, one big thing too with anxiety, which I have seen a lot, is same coin different side one side's anxiety the other side is control and this is where it just goes hyper right hyper um hyper kind of contracted because you think about it if you're feeling fearful and then you're trying to control your life and your world you're doing that because you believe it's actually going to make you feel more safe but guess what it doesn't it just actually makes you feel more contracted. If you get attached to things, which is right, you think about it. This is where people start to control other people in their life and world. And if you have ever been controlled or had somebody try and control you, you know how awful it feels, right? It feels um, contracted. It feels suffocating. It feels terrible right we're all infinite beings in a body you do not want somebody to try and say to you you have to do this this and this in order for me to feel safe 
that's codependency 101. We don't want it. We want to move away from that, right? We want to move into our infinite self. We want to move into soul-based energies. We want to work with spirit to let go of all this stuff, to do that work of healing. And this is why tapping into your intuition is so powerful when it comes to helping solve anxiety because you're tapping into love and love heals So if you're not activating really powerful love frequencies in your life and world every day as an anxious person, you will be perpetuating your fear. And this is a really simple tip. What can you do today that is loving? You know, I used to have it on my mirror. What would somebody who loves themselves 24-7 do now? 24-7, in every single moment of every single day, what is the loving choice? A lot of people sometimes too feel like be by focusing on themselves that they're becoming selfish remembering that your happiness brings other people joy if you're already happy people don't need to do anything right they don't need to fix you solve you save you you're already complete so the best thing you can do for yourself and for other people especially your partner your parents your children your family is to choose your own happiness and to work on that and to realize that these fear-based thoughts are not the truth. The truth is love. Only love is real. So if you're having attack thoughts towards yourself, you're not in the truth. And that doesn't make it wrong, right? Which is what a lot of people love to do, right? You want to let go of black and white thinking. The world is not black and white. There is no right or wrong. It's only meaning that you attribute to things. So what does it take to be the person who goes, you know what? Because this is what people struggle with when it comes to their relationship with God is the universe is impartial, right? The universe is not making you right or wrong. And this is really old and it goes back historically ancient, right? God is vengeful or righteous, right? God is actually saying, you know, what would it take for you to love yourself and let go of that human judgment thing that you do? Because that's the human experience. And why do we even have contrast? Because how does the universe get to know itself more? You have to have the contrast. You have to know what you're not to know what you are. And that's the journey of being a human, transcending the ego, moving out of the rational mind and moving into spirit. And that's where we'll experience the freedom and the relief that comes from knowing your true nature, which is source energy in a body. And also too, anxiety, and I might get a bit of pushback on this one, anxiety can be your best friend. Why? Because it's showing you what you are not. You are living in an energy and frequency which is not you. It's not the truth of who you are. So if you ask the universe to help you heal your anxiety, you are activating the most powerful parts of yourself. Because you think about it, divine love as opposed to just your love, do you think divine love could help you heal your anxiety? I've seen so many miracles where people step into that place of going, I'm going to let the universe help me. But you think about it, if you're in fear or doubt, it's actually super hard to listen to your intuition that's why we need to do those one percents every day like what's one percent you can do today i did it this morning it's feeling a bit grumpy so on the way here right started thinking about things that i was grateful for that can help to shift your focus and then you go oh actually you know what my life is better than i thought it was five minutes ago 
And that is the practice in every single moment of every single day is to catch yourself and go, is this contributing to my ideal life and outcome? Or is this contributing to me feeling fearful? And I get it because a lot of people too can do things where they they give their power away in terms of healing anxiety. I've seen this before. Obviously, we've all experienced it. If you've lived in Christchurch, we've experienced a lot of fear, right? We've had a lot of electric shocks to the central nervous system because we've lived through multiple earthquakes and all the aftershocks. And it does have a physical impact. But what you tell yourself after that is going to determine a huge amount right? Like I, um, after the earthquakes, because I've trained my mind, I didn't sit there ruminating going, when's the next one going to happen? I did for a wee while. But then when they settled down, it was like, I'm not continuing to perpetuate that by focusing my attention on it or looking at the destruction and how bad it was. Because again, if you go into fear, you shut down your energy, you create disconnection with your connection with source energy and you just feel miserable. It's not the truth of who you are. So I think that can be really helpful to remember, right? Where am I on that line? If one end is fear and the other end is love, where am I and where do I want to go? And that's often the practice, right? The return to love over and over again, the return to truth. Like love is the truth of who you are. And noticing your thought processes. Am I having thought processes today which would reflect somebody who really loves themselves? If a universal energy, maybe in the form of an angel, was in front of me, would they say that to me? Probably not. Right? This and also too, like we can be so cruel to ourselves. And when people attack you, right, you can be damn sure that they've been sitting there attacking themselves before those words come out of their mouths. We have to remember that, right? We have to have compassion for that. And, you know, sometimes it, you know, it can be hard yakker if you have a lot of people who are in fear around you. Because if you've noticed, people who are in fear are not always that nice, right? They have a tendency to be kind of mean, kind of nasty, right? Because that's the way fear comes out of our body. If we squeeze that orange, get orange juice, right? If you're full of fear, somebody puts a bit of pressure on you, it's going to go bleh. And it's not going to feel good. And then, of course, this impacts our relationships. This is what creates distance. We feel even worse because we feel separate from the people we love because our anxiety is reinforcing this. So we really have to go, okay, what's it going to take for me to start changing those thought processes in my head? And I get it. This took me probably at least a good two years of concentrating on it. And you might sit there and go, oh my goodness, right? But it's worth it, right? You would do what it takes to get to the promised land because it's totally available to you. You know, even I know people who wear the rubber band, right? And they flick it to remind themselves that they're not thinking the thoughts that they want to think, right? To help them kind of physically ground in and go, kind of flick it and kind of go, I'm not thinking a true thought right now. I'm not in that energy of choosing what is true, And I know I'm coming at this from probably quite a broad level because if you're the person who's suffering anxiety, it can be really confronting to your ego to go, actually, you're in fear and you have a choice. You can make a more loving choice right now. And this is true in terms of stepping into this relationship with source energy because what will happen is if you're in fear is you'll probably be blaming and judging not just yourself, not just other people, but also source energy. 
and this is where, <laughs> and I'm being quite honest about the fact that as an intuitive coach, right, like as a healer, guide, spiritual teacher for other people, my relationship with source energy has at times been nothing less than fraught. Right, I have been in the energy of like, I don't get this, I don't understand, like please show me the truth because I am not an enlightened Zen master who is getting what you're trying to tell me here. Right, This is frustrating, it's making me angry, I feel fearful, I feel doubtful, did I really sign up for this? This is too hard. Right, it's easy to go into that thought process. People want an instantaneous fix, but you tell you what, you have to really check yourself and kind of go, well, have these thought processes been instantaneous? If I'm doing them to myself all day, every day, what does that say about the choices that I'm making? And this is where we have to kind of like, you know, do a little bit of heavy lifting and ask the universe to help us to be able to shift out of these fear-based thoughts and start choosing love-based thoughts instead. It has a physical impact on your body. If somebody's living in fear-based energies, you know, again, it can it blows up into panic attacks. It blows up into, you know, disruptive behavior, acting out. We use substances like alcohol or drugs to kind of take the edge off or numb the feelings, right? So really being in that place of like checking yourself and going, am I using substances right now? And, you know, it can be transferable, like show up as addiction, addiction to shopping, to sex, to alcohol, to drugs, to exercise. It can be all sorts of things where we want to place our attention just so we won't address these horrible feelings of anxiety that we have. And depending on where you're at, again, do an inventory. Where am I at? What behaviours am I indulging in so I just will avoid my feelings at all costs? And again, this is where, you know, we, we, we need love. We need love to heal. And we need to open ourselves up to universal love that is available to us so we can bring that. And again, that's why I bang on about this, folks, so much. But it's so important that your number one priority should always be cultivating a relationship with the divine because that is where you'll find your salvation. That is where you will find healing. That is where the universe will lead you to a person, a thing, a circumstance that's going to help you on your path and journey. But you must open up to it. It is totally not possible to do it all by yourself. Hey folks, thanks for tuning in on Facebook. I'm really enjoying connecting and um, sharing on Facebook. I'm trying to convince my mum actually to come out and be on the radio show and that reminds me too. Just a big shout out to Tyler who I've had some really good chats with this week. So good to connect with you buddy. I'm going to say goodbye on Facebook now and just hang up the Facebook live. So thanks for tuning in folks. This is a big topic. Oh, the other thing that I wanted to talk about, right? So if you do suffer from anxiety, there's a couple of things that I would encourage you to do because it really helps to create clarity and that is to write things down. So to start writing down and that's, you know, a couple of different categories. What are the thoughts that I'm having? Right? And what's what what feeling does that give me? How does that show up in my body? And what behavior do I do from that, right? Which is, you know, what's the thought process I'm having in my mind? And write it down. And you can see it on paper and, you know, and then other people as well in your life and world can actually go, wow, do you actually think that, right? And then you can go, well, how does that make me feel? 
And this is so important because a lot of people who suffer from anxiety, they don't know how they feel, right? So to help you to create some more clarity to go, oh, this is how I'm actually feeling right now. And I can see it because it's out on a piece of paper. And then you can go, when I feel this way, what physical sensations show up in my body? And again, we would ask the four questions, right? Often in intuitive work, we would be like, whereabouts do you feel it in, on, or around your body? Who's it connected to? What was the first age that you, you know, you picked it up? And what's the emotion? This is kind of slightly different because it's kind of more of a, this is what I'm thinking. This is contributing to how I'm feeling. This is what's happening in my physical body. Like I'm having a physical response because of this feeling. And then what behaviors am I, am I doing? All right? Am I shutting down? Am I disconnecting? Am I walking away from people because I can't, you know, I can't engage because I'm so triggered or I'm so having all these thoughts inside my head that are contributing to a nightmare that I'm experiencing? You know, I'm really starting to go, okay, let's let's look at this. Let's create more clarity. And then you can even start doing things like rewriting it and going, what's a nice thought that I could think? Or even how do I ask my, you know, like reframe it or ask myself to kind of look at it from a different perspective. You know, there's a really great book that um, I've heard about. And if you've suffered from anxiety, you might have it already. Uh, there's a couple of them They're by Gwendolyn Smith. She's also written the book of overthinking. Um, the book that I'm thinking of in particular is the book of angst, right? And in terms of, um, you know, like people have heightened anxiety because also too they're, you know, they're thinking about things and what you think about creates that feeling which contributes to your behaviours, you know, whether that is staying in inside, right, because you don't want to go out and connect with other people, um, you know, whether it's moving away from the city because you've experienced earthquakes in Christchurch and that's really fearful or even, you know, the shootings. And that can be really, really threatening to our physical body. Our physical body is always trying to help to keep us safe, to help us survive. We definitely can have a physical reaction. You know, I had a circumstance where... Um, you know, I was in a threatening situation some time ago and just just so fascinating to kind of watch your hypothalamus, you know, um, respond. You know, the hypothalamus being at the back of the head in terms of your fight and flight, you know, it's the ancient primal brain, which is like, what do we have to do right now? You know, are we under threat? If we are under threat, what action step do we need to take to keep this body, this person in this body, safe. Fight or flight response, you know, do I need to pick up a stick and hit my perpetrator or do I need to run like hell to keep myself safe? And of course it's been there since the beginning of time in humans because of course we needed this once upon a time to run away from the saber-toothed tiger. But also too, right, this is where our ego has often developed as well, the ego reflex, right, which is helping us to identify and to determine if we're safe. You know, so if we see somebody, and this is the thing, right, this is where people get confused between their intuition and their fear. If you are living in love frequency and you walk into a room and you feel like, oh, that person doesn't feel very good, right, that's intuition, right? If you are living in fear frequency and you walk into a room and you're like, oh, that person doesn't feel very good, you're probably coming from a place of distortion, 
right? Because you've already got that filter. And some of these things are really important to talk about. Like, what is your filter? Is your filter clear? Or do you have kind of crapola on your filter? So everybody, you're seeing everybody through the filter of crappiness, so therefore, nobody's got a chance because you're always in. And you know what it's like when you meet somebody and they just criticize everything. Oh, that's not good enough. Or, you know, you might be related to somebody like that. This is another thing that we need to look at. Is your anxiety yours? Anxiety can be hereditary, folks. It's a learned behavior often. If you've had a parent who's been very stressed or anxious, and again, I've seen this a lot for post-traumatic stress, like people who have been in the war and the knock-on effect that it has on children, right? So even asking yourself, to what level is my anxiety actually mine? Like there might be a person that comes to mind that you have in your life and world that they've suffered a lot, right? And just being around them, being with them, being in their family, you can pick up their stress. You can feel it, right? Their central nervous system is in hyperdrive. You're going to feel that on some level. We're all energetic beings. So even asking yourself to what level is the anxiety that I'm carrying mine or is it somebody else's or is this a pattern of energy that has been passed down from generation to generation for how many years you know like maybe it's been hundreds of years because there's been a theme in the energy and of course if you guys have listened to the find your bliss radio show you know that i talk about patterns and behaviors and limiting beliefs and how those limiting beliefs can totally be passed down you know granddad says money doesn't grow on trees and you end up running that belief which contributes to stress and anxiety in your own life but and also too right the ego is cultivated to really again try and keep you safe trying to evaluate your circumstances but you know when you're in love energy you can be relaxed You can see things for what they are, which is beyond right, wrong, good, bad, pass, fail, which is, again, that black and white thinking, which, again, if you think about it, comes back to control. Somebody's good or they're bad, and I have to control my environment to keep myself safe, and I have to keep things that are bad away from me, as opposed to cultivating that relationship inside yourself where you trust yourself where you're listening to the love that is inside of you. Game changer. You know, and again, one really big thing from people who suffer from anxiety, what does it take to get out of your head and into your body? If you suffer from anxiety, one of the first things I would be saying to you, put your hand on your heart often throughout the day. Come back to your heart Come back to the part of you that knows what love is. Even if you've been heartbroken, there is part of your heart that knows what love is. Right? Even if you and again, ask for divine love to come forward from your heart space. Yes, right? I can tell even by saying that, it's probably going to make people cry because that divine love is always there. It's always present. It is the truth of who you are. Anything other than that is a lie. And this is why people can get caught up into even believing that you have to suffer. You did not come here to suffer indefinitely. You came here in some circumstances you have had will create suffering, but they will also bring you growth. And that purpose of that growth is to help you realize that eventually that suffering is a choice 
and you can choose to transcend it by changing your paradigm, by changing the way you see the world, by changing your connection with source energy, by asking the universe to help you heal. You know, again, that's one of the biggest prayers that we have, right? Please help me to heal. Please help me to become the person who doesn't have to suffer anymore. What does it take to move out of your head, pack up, and move down and live in your heart? What does it take to heal any heartbreak? Which is why, right, doing some work, some coaching, some guidance, some healing can be so powerful in terms of helping you to reconnect to the truth of who you are. You know, you think about it. If you're head, you know, like if you did an evaluation on your own mind, you know, imagine even that you're an observer, you're standing outside of yourself. Would you actually want to live there? Like looking at your own mind. If you had a choice, would you go, that looks like an awesome place to live? So this is why, right, we want to activate the energy of the heart space and go, actually, maybe I'm going to drop into love. Maybe I'm going to learn what it takes to feel more love in my body. Maybe I'm going to learn what it takes to trust that the universe loves me. Maybe I have some perspectives in place that are literally blocking my connection with the divine. And what would it take to let go of those so I can see the truth? To know that I've actually always been loved, that I am love, that I'm infinite, I don't start and I don't stop. that the universe has got my back, that death is actually the ultimate healing, that only love is real, that my humanness is actually more of an illusion rather than the truth. I know that's a big one for the rational mind, right? But it's true. What is true cannot really be seen. And it's inside of you, around you, it's everywhere. God is in everything. But you have to allow yourself to tune in and open up to that. And God, you know, goodness, God like goddess is good. God is good. There is goodness in everything. And again, not as in good versus bad, but just available to you in any moment. The universe loves you. Do you feel it in your body? If not, there's part of you that's blocking it. It's okay. It's just awareness. Don't make yourself wrong. Just be aware What does it take for me to open up to more of that love that I know is there? Your soul knows this stuff. Your rational mind will try and talk you out of it and say, oh, it's not safe or people don't show up or you can't trust people or people have hurt me, blah, 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 right? That doesn't take away from the fact that you are love in a body, that if you start operating with your spirit, with energy, you can feel more love in your body. When you feel more love in your body, your fear will start to dissipate. When you feel more love in your body, you'll be able to trust yourself more. When you feel more love in your body, your energy field will open up. When your energy fields op- open up, it's easier to get in short of guidance. This is the way we want to start sending our energy. And that very first thing comes from, am I going to do the work of changing my thoughts? Especially if they're lying to you. You know, even to identify, is this a good thought? Is this a thought that's actually closer to the truth? Or is this an attack thought? Am I attacking myself? Am I attacking somebody else? What's a thought that I can swap it out with? Like something loving. 
And this is where intuition can be so helpful, right? Because if somebody's an a-hole, right? And intuition, what intuition does is what's going on for them that they're behaving that way? It gives people the benefit of the doubt. That is a loving thing to do, right? And again, what would it take for you to do that when you see somebody who's being horrible or cruel or nasty to actually go, what's going on for them that they're behaving that way? How can I actually extend love in the face of their acid treatment? How can I respond from a place? Because again, it's only ever going to hurt to the level to which you believe it. To the level to which that you're allowing yourself to take, you know, their crapola into your energy field. You know, love doesn't allow people to crap on your field. But love does extend love. It extends itself. It says, I'm here for you. I love you. I'm not going to carry your crap for you because that's not actually loving for me. But I am going to love you. I'm going to let you know that I love you. And I'm going to be there in terms of extending my love to you so you can pick up your own crap and tidy up your own field. So super important, right, in terms of like, what can I do? The The antidote to anxiety is love. Love heals, judgment perpetuates. Where you can continuing to judge yourself, blame yourself, criticize, make yourself wrong. And I get it, you know, I truly believe that if you open yourself up to the universe and you allow the universe into your life, you can experience huge miracles in terms of healing any kind of social or mental disruption. You are born of source energy. What you believe about what you are experiencing is so important. If you believe on some level that you will be able to heal, then that will become your destiny. If you believe on some level that it's not possible, that will also become your destiny. And some of the hardest things to do, right, are the hard things. The hard things are, you know, changing your thoughts has probably got to be one of up there, but it's totally possible. And you have every single moment and every single day to practice it, right? And just put those things. I used to put it all around my desk when I was in banking. I've told you guys this before, right? That I put all these inspirational quotes around, do that, right? Put stuff up so you can see it. So if your mind is going, you can look up and see something else that can counteract it. And that is literally the start of the pathway, into getting to know yourself and choosing where you place your attention. Like people would literally come over and I had so many of these little quotes around my desk. You know, I remember one of the credit managers, Brian, coming over once and just standing there looking at all these quotes. And it was really for me to help focus my attention on where I wanted it to go. And that is a choice. And that is a choice that everybody has in every moment of every day. And if you ask the universe to come in and help you, to show you what love is, to show you what it feels like to live a life free of fear, to show you what it is that really is needing to be healed, and that's why intuitive work is so powerful. Because if I can sit in front of you and tell you in, you know, 10, 30 seconds what your real trauma is, what do you think that does for you in terms of actually healing it, having clarity around it, working on healing that and setting you free? It is massive. So you don't need to live in fear. You know, that's really life in a nutshell, right? Is how do we love ourselves more and more and more every single day? 
what does it take to be the person who can actually step into more love today, more love in the next minute, more love in the minute after that, more love in your own heart and your own body, allowing it to shift into your central nervous system so you're not feeling those physical aspects. And again, I kind of like it in a way that it's a calling, right? It's a calling from God. It's a calling from the divine. It's a calling from the universe to say, hey, let's get to know each other better. That's really what fear and anxiety is. It's the universe's way of saying, I'm ready when you are. And you know, I know what that feels like, that feeling of like, like how uncomfortable does this have to get before I make a different choice? Like how bad does it have to get? Like how painful does it have to get before you make a different choice and go, you know what? There are resources available to me right now that I am not choosing to see. Biggest one is love. Next one, right? What does love do? Love doesn't allow people to crap in their field. That means you need to cultivate some boundaries. You don't, you don't talk smack to yourself. You learn what it takes to speak to yourself in a loving way. That creates love feelings in your body. That creates feelings of calm, of peace, of comfort. That creates feelings of being able to trust yourself and other people more. Okay, so, so powerful. And can you see, right, if it's going to be perpetuated one way, isn't it's going to roll out and the judgment, the criticism, the anxiety gets worse and worse and worse, it can roll out the other way. You can roll into more joy, more bliss, more love, more freedom, more expansion, more feelings of safety. more. No- and then, of course, you really want to move out of anxiety to start living the life of your dreams. If you're in anxiety, you're not going to be seeing life through the world of possibility. And that's why we want to shift into love, right? And it's such a cool process to go from fear even to neutrality and then to start working with possibility, opening up that possibility. And that's when things get super exciting, right? Because it's like, oh my goodness, the sky is the limit. What else is possible? How can I get better than this? This is amazing. And the, really the work is then, how do I keep on increasing my capacity for joy? You know, how good can it get? How far can we take this baby, right? What else is it that I'm looking to create? How can I go about creating that? You can live literally in those feelings of delight, joy, and freedom. And even doing the show, folks, because, you know, I can know this is something that a lot of people experience on a day-to-day basis. Please take this into your heart right now. You have got what it takes to heal anything, right? You're literally a walking miracle in a body, You can figure this stuff out. You can receive the support. You can get the guidance. Come into the Intuitive Life Academy. We're all about holding you in an intuitive, um, sorry, a vibration that helps you to raise your vibration, right? We're going to hold you in a container of energy where it's safe to actually go after those dreams. It's safe to let go of fear. It's safe to do the work of shifting beyond fear, letting go of the illusion of fear, which is really just a belief in the untruth of what you are not you are love so folks this is obviously something that i'm going to talk to about again i can feel like it's a big topic for people it's um it's something that i probably take for granted because you know i 
I don't identify with fear at all, you know, um, not from a place of like arrogance, just from a place of like having done the work and shifted out of it incrementally day by day, moment by moment myself. So if I can do it, if I can shift out of that place of depression, kind of feeling stuck, feeling, you know, like life isn't working for me, you can totally do it too. I am sending you so much love. Please do let us support you in that journey and the Intuitive Life Academy Facebook page, sorry, group. Just look for the Intuitive Life Academy Creating Profit for Lightworkers or you can go to my website, which is www.rebeccadavison.life and sign up there. You know, welcome to the family, folks. You know, the time for anxiety and fear is done right things are moving so quickly this these days it's really important in terms of like getting on the love bus right sounds so much better than the fear train right (laughs) all right folks i hope you have a wonderful week take good care of yourselves and we'll talk to you again soon bye for now bye